podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Oscar Bevis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm joined by the head of the MTK Global Foundation, Spencer Fearon. We're at the BT Studios for the Ultimate Boxer press conference and draw. First off, Spencer, I want to talk about some of your work with the MTK Global Foundation. Um, yeah. Just enlighten some of the people watching us uh, to you know what, what sort um, of work you, you guys have been doing. It's World Charity Day today, so therefore um, we're doing a lot with the foundation where we've helped out the inner city kids. Um, I've done work with Chris Preedy, OBE, one of the youngest ever recipients of an OBE, um, for when he goes into this um, knife and gun culture to be, uh, uh, he's, he's anti that, so he's doing his best to try and stop that. So we've sponsored him, we've sponsored Manhood Academy, um, uh, we've sponsored um, the Bricks and Soup Kitchen, where we fed the homeless on Christmas Day. Um, Coogan Cassius came out and helped me with that. We've done some fantastic stuff and we're going to continue doing this stuff. I mean, I've been to Bosnia and Agurda um, to speak to the war victims, where lots of people don't do. I do a lot of counselling and comfort speaking. Uh, so I've been, with, I've been with those people. That was very, very eye-opening. Um, Oxford Creative Hub took me out to Pakistan recently. So I was out in Pakistan. I did uh, three universities out there where I spoke. Um, one in Lahari, one in Islamabad, and uh, one in uh, what's that one? Uh, Karachi. So yeah. So we've done we've done a great deal, and I'm trying to say like people don't get it. Like I'm just so so grateful to be in the position to do the work that we've done. A lot of it goes under the radar. Like loads of people, oh, I didn't know that you did this. Well, this is what we, 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 we do. Uh, and MTK Global, thank, thanks to Sandra Vaughan, Bob Jordan, uh, they have uh, given me a platform to, to reach and have scope to, to do things. Box Positive as well is an excellent thing that they do where they help uh, people with multineural um, deficiencies who suffer from Parkinson's disease and they use boxing as a tool to, to, to uh, revigorate um, cells that are no longer using or no longer being functioning in your body and they're, they're excellent and it was just someone someone said oh could you help this guy and, uh, and we, we the foundation helped sponsor it so there's so many things that we've done but it's not about the things that we've done I'm saying charity literally first begins at home. So when you look at charity that it begins at home, when you're saying you're being charitable, you gotta show charity to yourself as well. You can't just be under that that, that constant regime and that, that grind constantly. You don't. Sometimes you've got to have time to 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 take back to sit back and 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 reflect. And reflection is a great thing. So I'm so, so grateful for all the work that MTK Global Charity is doing. Uh, and the foundation has helped so many people and it's going to continue to help people. And anybody who's looking for help, it's quite simple. Just jump on our website. It's www.mtkglobal.com. Uh, and then you scroll down and you will see the foundation. You click onto the foundation. Uh, uh, 
anybody needed any form of help. And sometimes the help is not financial. Sometimes they just need somebody to talk to, uh, to counsel. Uh, we've got the listeners group that does a counseling group that, that go out and they counsel people with any problems. But that's also for the young people. From, that's from like, from 13 to 35. So, you know, and, and, and get involved. Be charitable. I don't think you understand the buzz that I get from being charitable is unprecedented. There's nothing that I've done in my in my whole entire life that has buzzed me like when you're able to help people or people come to you with their problems and you're actually there to help them. And you can actually try and solve out and bring out solutions. One thing people might not realise, obviously MTK Global it's called, it really is global. I mean, I've seen, if you follow MTK on Instagram, you'll see that even some of the work they're doing in gyms in like Africa and Morocco at the moment. Oh, come on, man. It's not, it's not just boxing in this country, it really is global. Yeah, there was a gym that was just open in Lahari in Pakistan. And fair play to um, Sandra Vaughan. I, I, I spoke to like 300 kids over on a weekend via FaceTime. They just opened up a, a, a gym uh, called the May Imad Gymnasium. Uh, and Imad was a young kid who died um, through accident. He was only 24, but he was a coach there. And if you see what they've, they've put together with the help of uh, K Electrics in, uh, in Pakistan, and they put together a, a, a small gym, but when they had the inaugural opening for it, there's something like a thousand kids who came out. One thousand kids. And MTK Global sponsored out their kit from uh, a ring and stuff like that. This means a lot because when you look at people, financially look on them and say they ain't got nothing. But the love that they got for each other shows you that they're the richest people in the world. So when you get to see that, and I'm, I've seen, I've, I've witnessed that myself. So when I witness that, it's, um, it is absolutely life-changing. And of course, in Pakistan, it's not just the charitable work, it's actually growing the sport as well. Because in Pakistan, boxing isn't a huge sport over there. I think they do hockey, I believe. It's hockey, cricket. Yeah, cricket, of course. Yeah, so it's growing the sport worldwide yeah, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, fantastic work for the MTK Global Foundation. So, yeah, good stuff all round. Um, yeah, cheers, man. Spencer, boxing, massive card at the weekend. We'll start. We'll start at the top. Lomachenko Campbell. Um, first off, did you feel the scorecards were a little bit unfair on Luke Campbell? Um, yeah, because it's, it was kind of weird. Like I, I watched it, and I was at a speaking event over in Birmingham. So. Like I didn't, I couldn't really watch it. Watch it. It was in and out of the watching. Um, but on the times where I did see Luke Campbell did have success, um, Lomachenko is absolutely fantastic. But fair play to Luke Campbell. Um, he went out there and he fought with everything inside of him, and nothing can be taken away from him. But a lot of people are kind of saying, "Ah, oh, Lomachenko ain't all that." Wait a minute, Luke Campbell. You're thinking, you're talking like Luke Campbell's like this also ran, like he's not a good fighter. He's probably Luke, number two in the division behind him. Right, like Luke Campbell's friggin' excellent. Let's yeah. just call it as it is. Luke Campbell is an absolutely fantastic boxer, uh, and he came up second best to arguably pound for pound number one fighter in the whole world. For Luke now, does it feel like Lomachenko has to move in weight for him to realistically get a chance to win a world title? Because it's two failed world title attempts, of course, against world-class elite fighters at the time but you, you never seem to get really more yeah, than three yeah but we have listen Luke's still got longevity in his career 
he didn't shame himself on a weekend and he lost to a fantastic fighter. That's it. And a guy who's going to go down potentially as a powerful pounder, right? An all-time powerful pounder. Not just, oh, a powerful pounder at this time. He's going to go down as an all-time, potentially. Lomachenko is very good. Luke Campbell fought his heart out and Luke Campbell will get an available shot at another world title. Um, down the line, I could see um, Devin Haney and Luke Campbell fighting for a vacant title. That's what I can actually see. Well, that'd be a fantastic fight, that. Um, in terms of Lomachenko again, do you feel like Luke showed, obviously you haven't seen the whole thing, showed some of the blueprints of beating him? It seemed like... Well, Johnny Nelson said that. Yeah, Johnny Nelson said that. So like there, there are blueprints in, in how to beat Luke... I'm sorry, how to beat Lomachenko because of the things that Luke Campbell exposed him with. Luke Campbell is a tall, rangy southpaw. Right? Luke Campbell most probably was in that ring as a as a junior welterweight. Sorry, what junior welterweight? As a super welterweight. Yeah, yeah. He's massive, right? Absolutely big kid um, who can fight, who come from great amateur uh, um, 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 pedigree. So if anybody was meant to get success against someone like Lomachenko, would be somebody who's fundamentally sound. Cause, and Luke Campbell is absolutely fundamentally sound. That is it. Did you feel like if you were perhaps a come forward, sort of brute sort of fighter, a knockout artist perhaps, you would be given less of a chance against Lomachenko and you have to be technically perfect. You have to be a bit awkward in a south. No, court. because when he lost his, what was it, when he lost his uh, second pro fighters against Salido, right? And Salido just stuck it on old him. Old man him, as they say. Yeah, old, yeah. yeah, old man him out of it. But it's like, maybe it was just his realisations to the pro game and like, hold up. But how he's come back since then and the wins that he's got on his record. Rugondo, Gary Russell Jr., making Nicholas Waters quit. You know, he, he's going to be a nightmare for anyone. But I'm not saying he looked beatable, but what I'm saying is like, a lot of us have got this massive gas because you, you young kids ain't seen something like Lomachenko before, right? But if I'm looking through history and I'm saying like, he's not really a lightweight. You think he can most probably drop down to, he could drop back down because there's talk about him and Anui at Feather. So that, I would be very, very interested in seeing that fight. I still got Lomachenko winning that fight, but I'd like to see how Anui, if Anui hits him, and I, I believe that Anui would be able to hit him, how he'd hits react. Like a freak for his weight. Exactly, yeah. how he'd respond to that, that punching power. But, you know, you look, if, like I said, I revert back to history. I don't think Lomachenko would have beaten Roberto Duran. I don't think he would have beaten Julio Cesar Chavez. I'd senior. I don't think that he would have beaten Pernell Whitaker. I don't think that he would have beaten Alexis Aguelo. I don't think he'd have beaten these guys. But he's up there in the runnings right now, and the only time will tell. But for what he's accomplished in that short space of time, the guy's incredible. What about Javonta Davis? He's just vacated his WBA at super featherweight. Super featherweight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like people are saying that he's going up to lightweight and now Lomachenko is looking to move weight as well. It's like he's avoiding him before his time or is that just all time? I, I, I don't believe that at all. Um, if you know um, anything of um, Javante Davis, Javante Davis, Baltimore, right? He's real. Trust me, he's real. And he wants to fight and he wants to pit himself against the best. But I know these guys would have seen chinks in the armor of, of Lomachenko on the weekend. But it takes somebody like um, Luke Campbell to show those chinks. So don't read into that and think, oh, well, it'd be an easy fight. Lomachenko is excellent. But in saying that, I, I have to agree with what Leonard Ellaby is saying. Like, he's going to be this future 
pound for pound star. But what I would have really liked to see is Javante Davis take on um, Tevin Farmer. I would have loved to have seen that fight. Especially like the money that's been shot around. Hope, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd love to see guys put their egos to one side in um, Eddie Hearn and Leonard Ellaby, um, the, the, the head of Mayweather Promotions, and try and get that fight to happen. And I, I've got Javante Davis winning that fight. As well. I was just about to say, you see Javante Davis winning that, yeah? Yeah, I do. I, I do see him winning that. But don't get twisted, um, Tevin Farmer's very, very good. The thing with Tevin Farmer is, this is just a personal thing, it feels like since he's become world champion, his reign has been active, but he hasn't fought any, what you would call, top fighters. Yeah, but regardless of that, it's like whether they could get the top fighters. Anyway, I'm just happy for anyone. Anybody can earn dough out of this game. And if you especially know, like, someone like Tevin Farmer, I've got a lot of time for, because he lost a couple early in his career, how he brushed himself off and how he's... I like the fact that he kind of models himself on Pernod Whitaker as well because Pernod Whitaker was like one of my favourite fighters so uh, but I, I do like him but I just think like there's something about Tank if his mind's right and everything else he's just a problem for anyone OK, I'm going to move down to the chief support um, a disappointing night for Huey Fury a lot of people expected that if he was going to lose to Povetkin it would be because Povetkin had hit him and caught him etc um, yeah, it's almost like seems like Povetkin's been around 39 forever and he sort of just showed again that he's still quite a quite a threat at heavyweight yeah, he's, and he, it makes Joshua's win look better that's what I thought uh, you see how Povetkin boxed um, not necessarily does it make his, his win look better because Huey Fury is also um, he's, he's lost to Pulev and he's lost to Parker so I'm not you know what I mean but whereas something, someone like Huey Fury you can't help but like him he's a, he's a very very likeable human being he's a good fighter he's very very well schooled but in the same thing it's like he gets that level and he always seemingly falls short Right? Is it because he hasn't had that in-between level? It's sort of been British like uh, Sam Sexton, for example, and then um, straight to, because obviously Pulev, Parker and Povetkin, you right. consider top 10 heavyweights. He yeah, needs yeah, that in-between. Yeah. yeah, and I would say that he, he, he does need it, but the thing is, how can I put it? He's very, very talented. Very talented, got incredible feet. And and maybe it could be there could be a slight mental blockage there, but as soon as that mental blockage is cleared up and he realizes just how good he is, then it's going to be trouble for a lot of heavyweights. I mean, he's got time on his side, of course. So yeah, yeah, be interesting where Shuey goes next. Um, Charlie Edwards, still WBC world champion. Perhaps luckily on his side because he'd taken a knee and it looked like he was in trouble, but. Um, yeah, he wasn't in as much trouble as he was after that body shot, which is you know what? pretty sickening. Like I said, I saw the ending of it, right? And it wasn't fair. He, he was struck while he was down. Was it a DQ? Yeah, 100% it was. It was, it was, it was a disqualification um, because the guy was down, right? But I've seen worse. Just go, go watch, um, what was it? 1990, Nigel Benn uh, versus Iron the Blade Barkley. A barnstorming one round stoppage by Nigel Ben. Nigel Ben hit the guy loads of times when he was down on the floor as well. And Carlos Padilla, famously uh, referee the thriller in Manila between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, he, that, he could have been disqualified for it. So I've seen worse things happen than that, right? But I didn't care because Nigel Ben's the brick, right? But I'm saying like, have I seen worse things happen in the game? But it was sad enough to see like him get a, him get a, him get a win, but get the win like that. But, you know what I mean, the guy, he's a very serious fighter, man. That guy's serious, man. I mean, they say about ordering the immediate rematch, um, 
and then as soon as that happened it seemed like there was talk that Charlie would perhaps move up weight um, do you feel like based on the back of the first three rounds I think he even said he think he lost the first nicked the second and obviously what happened happened in the third um, do you feel like he perhaps won't want that rematch um, one thing I do know about Charlie Edwards he's a fire um, but maybe he's struggling with a weight as well because earlier in the fight he was getting hit with body shots and it was, it was having effect and when you see that you get hit downstairs and you see like having effects then the weight could be an issue so maybe he should move up you know what I mean, he's with, he's with good people as well, so, you know I mean, I reckon he could move up and he, he'll get a shot. Okay, well, again, another one where, a pretty disappointing night for the Brits around, and I suppose quite exciting to see where some of these guys will go from here. Um, yeah, I want to talk quickly about Ultimate Boxer, that's where we are today, and you were doing the draw with Steve Bunt, um, yeah. exciting format, um, talk to me a little bit about that. It is, it's an exciting format, it's a format that's been used before, right, um, like Do you think it was fight. a missed format? Like we sort of, no, no, it we was because it. when Price when Price Fighter went, we did miss it because I had two guys who I managed at the time who won Price Fighter, Troy Troy and Pro and Larry and Kandale. So it is, but the great thing about this, because it's a miss, but it's totally different. How how they do it, it's like it is like a party. If you've ever been to a yeah. normal boxer, yeah. it's a party, it's a rave. It's a rave, and you happen to see guys punch each other as well. Yeah. And then you've got like, performing artists and everything else. It's an absolutely fantastic, fantastic night, right? Um, and it's, it's good to see, like, because we are crush bang wallop as human beings now. We're like microwaves. We're like here and now. We just want to see it now. And I think this is facilitating for our here and now needs. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, especially this one, because it's at my old weight where I used to box at. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And there's some good kids in it who, and like seeing all the kids as well, uh, the men, sorry, all the men in, who are in the competition, going to be a very, very good night, man. And MTK, Stephen Donnelly, the favourite. You both had to sort of, pick, they said, pick a favourite on the spot, you and Steve Bunch. You both sort of sided with him. Yeah, the reason why is like, Donnelly is... Very accomplished. You know, I mean, he went to Olympics. You know, I mean, uh, he's a like national champion for Ireland. All these kind of things. That's not by mistake. So it's going to be down to his mindset. But like I said, when you're in a sprint, all your skills. Like I said, you got to break it down to you. Floyd Mayover would have lost if it was a three-round fight uh, against Zabjuda. Against Zabjuda, and even three-round fight against. Um, <clears throat> Conor McGregor. McGregor right right exactly yeah. it was drawing right, well exactly so yeah I'm trying to say yeah. to you so yeah. it is what it is so this is not no time to try and look overly pretty it's about being tight being sharp being focused and and, and doing your job okay Spencer I um, believe that's all uh, any, anything you'd like to add no nothing else man no? I'm just keeping 100% positive um, and what I've realised is that people get loved for being fake and hated for, for, for being real yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be real all the time, so I don't care about I don't care about any fake love, cause all I gotta do is walk into my house and I get real love, and I walk into my community and I get real love. So it's all about that. It's about being positive and vibrating at a positive level of energy. Peace and shout to, out to MTK. And I'm out. Yeah, come on, yeah, I love MTK. Well, MTK Global are taking over the whole thing, and people actually thought, oh, well, you're singing the praises too much, but these last just recently was it a mic? Did that? The, the, oh, Mike Hoppinger. Yeah, yeah, did did that right? Number eight, he ranked MTK Global as. You got to realize MTK Global's only been going seven years, and look what they've done 
in that time. Seven years today. Seven years today. Yeah. I want you to recognise that. Look what NTK Global has done. It's given opportunity, not just to fighters, but in the community, in, in UFC. Um, they're starting off MTK Global Music right now because a lot of uh, artists out there are on bum deals and everything else. Um, they helped me with a project with Jay Spades and he's done something like 4 million streams. Jay Spades is a, a wicked rapper, incredible rapper. So when I see things like that, how can you not love everything about MTK Global? And not only that, but the nicest thing about MTK Global is they actually, you, you, you understand now because you just signed your contract with them, right? They treat you like family. Do you understand? There are no uh, hierarchical nonsense what you get in, in usual companies. So I've experienced that firsthand, and I've got nothing but 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 positive uh, um, love for for what they're doing, and they're going to continue doing what they're doing. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing with the foundation. I'm going to help as many people as possible, and we're going to change lives. Man. Long may it continue. Spencer Fearon, thank you for speaking to Eiffel TV. Right. Catch up with you soon. Big up. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.